Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits, and a rock steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable, and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back, and listen to today's show. This week's iTunes review is brought to you by Jackie O. Jazzhands. She writes a great, funny podcast about real topics we all struggle with. Kim gives great advice and support to people to live their best life. Ah, that just fills my heart. Thank you so much for taking the time to write me that five-star review. And for those of you who have yet to leave that five-star review, all you have to do is go on to iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast and do the same thing and I will read it on the air. So thank you so much, Jackie O'Jazzhands. It fills me up when I get read those reviews from the heart. Enjoy the podcast. All right, makers, welcome to today's show. I Today's topic is that so many people tell me that, you know, especially there's two times a year, I, I feel that many of you fall off off track um the holidays you know pretty much from october through the end of the year everyone's like oh my god kim you know between halloween and thanksgiving and all the variety of holiday parties ah i just can't i it's so hard or summertime right you know i live in new england and so I, i get it like you know we're cooped up for probably you know eight seven to eight ish months out of the year. And so when we finally get that like taste of like 70 plus degrees, we are like, you know, crazy in the streets. So I completely understand that, you know, you want to go out and have the ice cream and have the lobster rolls and, you know, not feel like you are a prisoner of your own make it when it comes to nutrition. And so with that said, I wanted to break down like eight things that, are going to help you like stay on track. And it's not, you know, um, I want to say that like, uh, it's not about, I don't, you know, most people are like, oh, you have some superpower. I don't have superpowers. You don't have superpowers. You know, what it is, is that I've been able to like get to a place and I want you to get to that place too, where I ask myself questions before I take actions and I've spent, and maybe this sounds like you, that someone who's listening, you spent more times circling your brain around why did I do that? Oh, how did that happen? Oh, I suck. And all the negative loops that we go through after we have something, drink something that was never intended. And do I have those moments? They're few and far between, but for the most part, I'm like, you know what? I can control my path and I have, I have free will, right? I'm a grown ass woman. I have free will. And so it's like, if I choose to go off track, 
it's going to be because I want to. It's not going to be because, oh, I was with a certain group of friends or, oh, I was at this restaurant or, oh, I was at this party. It's like starting to be able to have a little bit more self-awareness, a little more self-intelligence around what scenarios do I struggle with, right? Where do the temptations pop up and kind of try to knock me out of the game? And so I get it, right? Losing weight is a challenging endeavor because it's not like, you know, I hear this analogy all the time. It's not like, you know, if I were an alcoholic, it's really easy to not drink. We need food for life and not eating. That's like saying, I want to die, right? Where it's very easy to be like, you know what? I am not going to drink alcohol. I don't need alcohol there's no nutritional value. There's there's nothing really I get from alcohol. But food, my body's like, hey, girl, I need that. So for many of you, it's it's really challenging. And so it's, hard, it's sometimes challenging to avoid the temptations that can derail your progress. But that's what we're talking about today. You're working hard in the gym, but you're not seeing any changes in your body. And it can be frustrating when you're putting in all the effort and not seeing any of the results. You may feel like you're doing something wrong. I have been there. Ladies, you've heard it before and you'll hear it time and time again. Nutrition is 80% of the battle when it comes to effective weight loss and fitness. One of the best ways to make sure you are building and keeping your muscle is to eat protein and supplement your diet with essential amino acids. When I look for a supplement, I'm looking for two things. One, something that will help me preserve muscle and two, something that will give me a boost during my AM workouts. One of my favorite ways to supplement is Perform by Amino Acids Company. The Blue Raspberry is amazing. It's backed by science and 30 years of research from a former Harvard professor and clinical researcher. It builds endurance increases your focus, concentration, and fights muscle breakdown, which us ladies over 40, we need all the help we can get. Want to give it a try? Cool. Check out the link in my show notes and you'll save 30% when you use code FGM for Fit Girl Magic or by visiting the link in my bio. It's amino, A-M-I-N-O-C-O.com slash FGM. All right, give it a shot and let me know what you think. Here are some practical strategies to help you stay on track. All right, so let's get started. The first one, always, I need to know where I'm driving my bus, right? So setting clear goals is essential. And um, the other day, a good friend of mine was talking about this, is that many times we set a goal, but we keep moving the end, the, the, the finish line, right? So it's like, you tell yourself, oh, I just want to lose the belly fat. And then you lose the belly fat. Oh, but if I can lose another 10 pounds, oh, but if I could put on a little muscle, oh, if I could run a marathon and like you keep adding the things and that it's like, you know, I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. And now I'm okay with reestablishing goals and resetting goals. And that's totally fine because I always feel like, you know, if we are aspiring towards something, then it gives us that internal motivation. However, if the goal was to lose the belly fat and you're not happy when you lose that belly fat, and then we create another goal trying to chase happiness or trying to chase some other feeling that we didn't think we would get by losing said, you know, achieving said goal, that's when we have to kind of take a step back and understand, you know, 
you know, and, and it's part of, you know, what's the why behind it, right? What is the why behind it? And for many of you, um, you know, I had a client a few years ago, her biggest why was that she was exhausted playing with her kid and she just wanted to have energy to play with her kid. Now, that ain't a dress size. That ain't a, a number on the scale. It, that is like what was her motivation to be able to play with her kid. So you have to kind of understand that you have to understand like why do you want to lose lose the weight? Why do you want to, whatever it is that your goal is, what are you hoping to achieve that will provide you with the motivation that will help you to resist temptation along the way? You know, so this is like, as I'm uh, putting this out for everyone who's ever said, oh, if I only had more willpower, more discipline, more motivation, everything I'm laying out, this feeds into that, right? This, you know, discipline, motivation, willpower isn't something that, you know, could swing by target and pick up. If you could, I would tell you I'd provide a link, but that's not the, the way it, it works. So it's like, we have to ask ourselves, what is our goal? And say, and be specific. This is what my goal is. And don't kind of start to like second guess yourself, start moving the goal line so that you are always in that never ending, like satisfied mode. And I get that. I'm an A++ person, but I also had to learn that like it was goals were these mile markers along my path. And it wasn't this like uh, happiness meter. It was like, this is what I want to achieve. And this is why I want to achieve. And the big key here is create a deadline because that deadline gives you a sense of urgency, but it also gives you, I call it flexible structure, flexible structure. You know, um, I have a, a client and when we first started, she was very like, you know, uh, she's a planner. Right. And that's great. You know, I, I love plans. I think you think, I think you do need a plan for everything, but I also think you need to, that, that box that you're in has to be a little like, um, elastic. That's what I'm looking for. It has to be a little elastic. You know, it's like kind of has to be like a balloon it has to be able to expand and contract. And she would always just like get so wrapped around the axle if there was a shift in her plan. And she would be like, you know, she didn't know how to like shift with the plan. It was kind of like, you know, trying to, you know, have a tractor trailer do a 360. She just was like, wow. And it threw her off of her, threw her off kilter all the time. You know, she had a very spontaneous spouse who would be like, hey, let's go out to dinner. Hey, let's go away for the weekend. Or hey, let's do this. And she was just like, whoa, you know, I need some time to like factor, plan, do this. And, you know, and I get that to some degree, you know, I've, um, in past episodes, I talked about how like my biggest thing would be like, if that like, so spontaneous thing came up, it was like, wait, when am I going to, how am I going to work out? What am I going to eat? And I know, and I know that feeling firsthand. And so I think a deadline gives you that urgency to be like, all right, I, I'm, I, this is what I'm marching towards. And it gives you the structure, but I also feel like in, in, in a later, you know, um, later in the podcast, we'll talk about that. I need to be able to excuse me, have that flexibility so that I don't get so pissed off, right? When things get a little uh, off kiltered, right? But it's also, you know, when I create a deadline, it's not about rushing, you know, and I use this all the time, expectations. So many of us, and, and I think, you know, you've been programmed, I know I was programmed by the diet industry that like, everything should take me 12 weeks, like in 12 weeks, boom, bada boom, I should have my goal. However, the diet industry doesn't take into a fact that 
you've been dieting since you're 15. You have been under eating forever. You're stressed like a mofo. You don't sleep. You know, so it's like there are other factors that are going to impact your results that you don't hear about that on the commercial on the TV. You don't hear about that. The commercial on the TV is just say, hey, girlfriend, if you have cortisol problems, pop this pill and bada boom, everything is going to be cured. Or, hey, take this magic elixir two times a day, rub it on your head, right? That's all you hear. But there, there's no backstory behind that. And one of the things that I've learned, you know, is that there is a backstory behind everybody's story, including me. And so I, when I create this deadline, it is to help me to not rush to consistency, but to create, to help me just understand, like, I'm trying to get here and just create a way station. So I've always lived my life in 90 day increments. And so I always tell people to live their life in 90 day increments because then it, it's a smaller scope, but in 90 days, I should be able to see some change, be it in my energy level. If, I, if I'm menopausal, maybe I have a reduction in my symptoms. Um, you know, maybe instead of having 50 hot flashes a day, I'm down to 40 hot flashes a day, or I'm not, you know, sweating out my, out my sheets, or, you know, there is a reduction in the inches that I have, but it's creating that deadline. So it's like, you know, March 1st to June 30th, what can I achieve? And this knowing your why, this is like, I want to say, this is like the big circle that encompasses everything you do. Um, You know, I've talked about this gentleman by the name of Simon Sinek, and he was the one who really verbalized this whole why thing. And so it's like, you know, ask yourself why your goal is important to you. You know, is it about your health? You know, did your doctor tell you, hey, girl, if you don't lose 10 pounds, you're going to be on medication. Or if you lose 10 pounds, you're going to get off medication. Um, you know, or is it, you know, more like you want your pants to button and that's a good goal. You know, that's not a, like, um, a petty goal, right? If you want your pants to fit, that's your goal. And and no one can shame you into thinking that's not, that's not a, a, a good goal. Maybe you just want to feel good, right? Get up, get up that energy level. Stop just feeling like a slug all the time. Um, have self-confidence, you know, if you're not feeling good in your body, you just like, sometimes just like hide from everything, you know, hide from that promotion, hide from your spouse, hide from your children, hide from pictures. And then you're like, you just don't feel like yourself. And, you know, that could be your why. And, you know, all of this is like, what is that thing I use, I, I believe your why is your motivation, right? What is that thing? I live in New England that on a February morning when it is dark outside, when it's cold, when it's snowing, what is that thing that's going to drive you to get out of bed if you told yourself you're going to work out in the morning? What is that thing that is going to drive you when the, you know, you go to a, uh, a party and the whole table of desserts are out there. What is it going, what does it, what's going to stop you from just like going head first in and having someone hold your feet while you eat all the desserts or, you know, what, when you told yourself you were going to have that one glass of wine and it turns into two, then it turns into the bottle. What is that going to be like for you? Like, what is that? Why? What's that one thing that if you said to yourself, you know what, Kim, this really, if I'm, if I really want to lose those 10 pounds and get off that medication, this isn't the key to it, right? And so I ask myself those questions in a gentle, loving way versus like, 
oh, you silly cow. If you have those, those cookies, you're never going to get off the medication, right? It's like, be kind and gentle with ourselves. And, and that's one of the things that I've been learning <laughs> over the course of time. You know, my inner critic is a uh, part gang member. So I know exactly how harsh your inner critic can your harsh, your inner critic can be. And then we come into self-awareness. And this one is really challenging for a lot of people because it's starting to really identify your triggers and your patterns of behavior, right? So when I say triggers, it's it's food triggers, right? There, are there certain foods that you eat that when you eat them, you become a hungry, hungry hippo? Are there foods that when you eat them, you feel bloated? Are there foods that you eat them, you just like your energy just zaps, you know? So it's like, like that. so it's food triggers, but it's also um, people triggers, right? Are there certain people that when you are around, you find yourself just throwing caution to the wind and you're like, I know I said I was going to only have two glasses of wine, but we'll have another glass of wine and bring on the guac and the chips, right? Do, are those people that you're around um, that trigger you to just kind of throw caution to the wind? Are there just uh, places you go that kind of trigger you to be like, ah, you know, I'm on vacation or I'm at the lake house or, you know, I'm at the ski house, you know, are there those kind of situations that trigger you to create different, you know, behave differently but then also do you notice like your certain patterns of your certain patterns of behavior that you know you know what the trigger is and now we start to notice like what is the behavior when that trigger happens you know so when it comes to habits there's a stimuli right you know there's a stimuli that says you know um so for example like brush your teeth the stimuli is you got out of bed right you're like oh morning it's alarm I'm going to brush my teeth. Oh, once I brush my teeth, I'm going to uh, get in the shower, right? So it's like there is a stimulus, there is an action, there's there's a stimulus, there's a cue, and then there's an action that you take, right? So it's like, think about that. It's like, what is that cue that is the trigger, which takes, which makes you take a particular action? So as we start to pay attention to the situations, the emotions, the environments that that start to um, have us, we can start to understand where we're most vulnerable, right? We can start to be more proactive about finding healthier alternatives or knowing. Um, and sometimes it's a hard conversation that you have to have. And, you know, I have a lot of friends who are not afraid of a good time. <laughs> and I remember when I was competing, I would have to, you know, I when I just I stopped drinking. I would I, was, I would not drink for six months when I was competing, and so I would stop drinking on you know literally January second. I would stop drinking, and I wouldn't have another drink until the end of June. And I would you know go. I'd still be invited to things, and I'd go, and I would have like soda water or I'd have water or whatever. And you know people were like what's happening? What's going on? And I was like, you know what? Hey, I'm like, just so you know, I'm not drinking. I'm like, I'm on the wagon and, you know, don't, don't ask. Don't, don't think if you buy me a drink, I'll drink it. You know, and I, I have a friend who literally will like, I will be sitting at a table. And if I told my, if I said, I'm going to only have one glass of wine, 
will inevitably buy another glass of wine and be like, ah, you know, I knew we'd want another one. And I was like, I said I was only having one glass and it will sit there. I will not drink it because I told myself I was having one glass of wine, right? And so if you're clear and you have those, you know, sometimes awkward conversations and, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, it's funny how there's certain things that are peer pressure that we still, you know, enable and he will always do it. He'll be like, um, I'll be like, no, you know, the waiter will come and say, Hey, you want another glass of wine? I'm like, Nope, I'm good. He's like, ah, just bring her another, another one anyway. And I'm like, and I look at the waiter. I'm like, don't you dare. I'm like, I, I don't you dare. I was like, I'm good. And the waiter kind of like, is like stuck in the middle. And so the, so then, it, you know, now it's become a thing that I'm like, yeah, if I said I didn't want another fucking glass of wine, I do not want another fucking glass of wine. So sometimes you have to be, you have to put your foot down and under, know what your, create your boundaries. And for us women, you know, we aren't really taught boundaries. We're taught that if I were to be in, if be in that situation, I'm being bitchy. If I'm in that situation, I'm being bossy and, you know, we are you know, we're socialized to be docile and, you know, it's for a long time. It's like, it's creating boundaries creates friction, you know, is, is what we've been taught and we want to be friction free. And sometimes you have to just, again, you don't have to be a bitch. you be like, Hey, I'm only having one glass of wine tonight. Boom. Done. And if, and then it's like, then you have to hold that boundary if that person pushes it. Um, for you, you know, same thing with food pushers, like, oh, you know what, I'm only having, um, you know, I'm not going to have dessert tonight, I'm going to have wine, or I'm not going to have wine, I'm going to have dessert. And then, you know, that food pusher uh, comes at you, you know, just have to be like, you know, what? I love your food, but you know, my waistline or, you know, find a way to easily deflect it. But it's like, we have to stick with our um, boundaries, because if we become more self aware of what ca- causes us to fall off track, then we have more opportunity to navigate around it. Um, And what that means is becoming more accountable to yourself, right? It's like accountability is crucial when it comes to staying off track. Because it means that we're going to regularly evaluate how we're doing. So we could celebrate our successes and reflect on anything that needs to be improved. And so one of the ways that I, you know, I I work with the clients to do is like, okay, we're going to take an action, right? So if you said that, you know, um, you know, you said your goal was to lose weight. Great. Um, Now here, what are some of the the simple actions? I'm all about simplicity. What are some of the simple actions you can start to take right now? And so what if they said, all right, Kim, you know, I can start to eat more vegetables. Great. Awesome. Awesome. How many vegetables, how many more vegetables are you going to eat? Is it, you know, how many cups a day, pieces of fruit, you know, pieces of vegetables? Like, how are we going to measure this? And so if they say, I'm going to have an extra cup of vegetables every single day. Great. Awesome. So now we, two weeks in, we, we assess and analyze. How's it going? Right. How many days a week have you been able to do that? You know, how are you feeling with that? Does it feel good? Does it feel easy? Does it feel hard? You know, are there any bumps in the road? And then we could go back, assess, correct, repeat. And so that, you know, we took the action, we assess what's going on, we analyze if there's any changes that need to be uh, made. And then if it if there is a change, we repeat and we assess again. And just kind of that process is like, you know, think of it as like one of those like giant continuous circles that it's never going to be this like set it and forget it, right? You know, I know everyone wants weight loss to be set it and forget it. And I, me too. But 
we're always evolving and assessing like what's going on, what's going on, what's going on. Do we need to tweak or do we need to stay the path? Right. And that's where we're, you know, that's where we live um, the most because when I do that, this helps me to start creating solid habits. And um, that fit girl magic formula is that great habits lead to great routines. Those routines lead to consistency and that consistency leads to lasting results, right? So healthy habits is the foundation of successful weight loss because we're improving. We're creating these sustainable routines such as regular exercise, mindful eating, sleeping, stress management, self-care, so that these habits are going to be that that like foundation of weight loss so that we can start to be, you know, uh, build our armor for those temptations. Because it's like, if I regularly get in the habit of telling myself I can have whatever I want to eat, however, I have to like have it within, you know, moderation, then I start to look at like, look at least look at food differently where, you know, in the past, you know, I remember I would be that coach of a hand you a meal plan and be like, do this or die. And, you know, some people struggled in that. And I know right now, if you were to hand me a meal plan, I would struggle because it's like, I need structure, but I also need flexibility. You know, I need to be able to let some days I'm not going to go off the rails, but some days, if you tell me that today's the day I'm going to have salmon, green beans and a sweet potato and I'm not feeling salmon, I'm not going to eat. And then if I'm not, gonna eat, I get over hungry. And when I get over hungry, release downs. So, you know, there it's that um habit piece is that it's like, you know, I want to get in the ha- I want my clients, I want them to get into the habit of every meal has protein, right? Where I'm leaving that door pretty open. Like protein is protein. And then, you know, giving them the guidelines for what your plate, if you're trying to lose weight, what that what that should look like for you. So that, you know, you can, it's it's a quick thing. It's not like, wait, hang on. Let me look at this piece of paper. All right, five ounces of this. No, you know, I, I want us women to get away from that and really start to focus, you know, zero in on, you know, how does food make me feel, Right. Can I get more protein in? Because especially as a woman over 40, we're trying to maintain all that mu- that muscle mass. It also makes you feel fuller longer. Um, trying to get in that good fat, right? You know, right now I'm doing a lot of reading on the Mediterranean diet. And let's be honest, right? You know, the, you know, there's the whole talk about blue zone um, people and people who live in these blue zones, they live really long. They have amazing skin. Um, and, and it's because they eat a primarily Mediterranean diet. So I'm doing a lot of reading on that right now. So I want to, um, I'm going to tap into that a little bit more in these podcasts. But it's like here, it's like creating those habits that set you up for success, right? Versus the habits that like, you have to like be in the perfect place. You have to, all the stars must align <clears throat> in order for you to have your habits come to life. And I always, you know, always tell my clients that like the best way to establish habits is when you don't need them, 
like when you are when you're busy, when you are so busy, when you're on vacation, and pe- most people laugh. I'm like, no, I'm I'm not being funny. I'm saying this is where those habits are going to uh, serve you very well, because that leads into what I call if then statements, you know, um, in my five days of consistency challenge, I talk a lot about these if then scenarios. And one of the biggest things that people get, you know, we all get tripped up by the same stuff, right? And when I say we all like, for some, maybe this is you. um, If you miss your grocery shopping day, you're done. Like you're just like, I can't go to the grocery store. I don't like there's no food in the house. I'm destined to eat crap. Maybe it's, you, you know, you go away for the weekend and you aren't in control of your food. So you're just like, ah, oh, I don't know what to do with myself or, you know, you don't know what to do with stuff because you're not working out, so forth. So one of the things is, is that I work with them to come up with like, what what are the scenarios that, that happen for you? And everyone, we all have the same things, the same shit pops up all the time. So just sitting down and considering the situations that are going to pop up, or you can do it as, you know, like, as I mentioned, there's a certain friend, we go out to dinner with, with, with him. He's the person who, if I say, I'm only going to have one glass of wine, it's like, are you sure it's only wine, right? But like, what am I going to say? You know, how am I not going to be like, not be like, go fuck yourself. How do I just think that and not say it, right? Versus, Hey, this is just, this is my journey. You know, leave me alone. Like you do you. And I'm good. Um, but it's like going through those scenarios so that we have the strategies in place so that we can just like, boom, navigate those moments so that you're prepared and empowered to make better choices in the situation versus sometimes, you know, you're in that situation and you feel flat footed and just kind of like, ah, I don't know what to do. Where where it's like, we've already like pre-programmed, pre-planned that um, at the same time. And now, you know, I alluded to this earlier, you know, I have a client who like, you know, she's very structured and, you know, her husband's not. So it would be this like kind of like yin and yang going on. And it's like being able to, uh, having the flexibility on your your weight loss journey is paramount, right? Because if it's twofold, right? If I find that the initial plan isn't working, right? After we've done, we've 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 decided this is what we're going to do. We've made the assessment. We can we we can course correct if things go on. It helps us like reflect on what's working and what's not working. So we can start to be open to new approaches. And this is one of the things that I work a lot with clients on is that. You know, many of the clients who come to me, they're in their 40s, right? We have been dieting since we've been 15 years old. And so many come to me and they're stuck in this like very rigid mindset. There's actually um, four mindsets that I find that clients seem to get stuck in when it comes to uh, weight loss. And so the first one is that like, this is how it has to be. I've done the same diet for umpteen times and I've gotten results. And then now, I don't know why, what the hell? Piss, blah, 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 right? So it's like, we're so stuck in that rigid mindset where we're just like, I have to eat less, exercise more. I have to not have carbs, not sugar, gluten. Like these are the, I have to restrict, restrict, restrict till I'm literally living off Diet Coke and rice cakes, right? That's the only way I'm going to get results. The second one is that 
you are resistant. Like, you know, it's not working. You're like, it's not working, but that certainty, you need that certainty. Your brain certainty is trying to save you. It's like, yeah, but if you go down that route, you don't know what's going to happen and it could be worse. But we know if we go down this road, we know what's going to happen. We're going to be disappointed, but we're going to do it anyway. Right. So we have that resistance where like, we know that something needs to change. We peek around the corner, but we're not quite sure if we're ready to go around the block and then the roadblocks right the same shit trips you up over and over and over again that you get knocked down and you're not chumbawamba and you don't get back up again you literally get knocked down and you're just like sitting on your ass you're like oh god what next right that's where you you're just like you know is this my life kind of moment um and then you have the other people who like you know what i have just been beat over the head by this weight loss game so damn much that I am done, right? I am so done with doing the same shit and not getting results that whatever, whatever you tell me I'm doing, I'm I'm just going to do it, right? And that's where, you know, the flexibility comes in, right? So that you can be open to the new approaches. Um, And it's like you're learning and you're adapting as you work through these various scenarios. Um, and then it's being accountable, right? So it's, it's, it's not only being accountable, it's being accountable to yourself, right? It's, it, this is crucial to staying on track. It's like regularly saying to yourself, I told myself I'm going to, you know, go to the gym three days a week. I told myself that I'm going to add that extra cup of vegetables. I told myself I'm going to go to get eight hours of sleep, right? If I told myself these are three things, holding myself to that, right? And so in um, my operations consistency program, you know, we lay out, we map out kind of, not kind of, we do map out the task that are going to lead to not only better health, but lead to uh, greater consistency and compliance. And that way you're able to start to feel what it feels like to be accountable to yourself, what it feels like to celebrate success in area, any area that you want to improve. And remember, it's not about perfection, it's about progress. And so when you work in that program, you are are only allowed to pick one to three things, right? You're not trying, you know, you're not going to be like, I'm going to do all the things. I'm the queen of the world. No, it's like teaching you to scale down so that you can speed. Teaching you to scale, scale down so that you can speed up. And that accountability is crucial to helping you stay on track. And so, but this at the same time, you want to be able to, you know, for some people, that accountability to self-accountability doesn't really, they don't really do that. And so other ways you could create, you know, accountability is, you know, I have a Facebook group, it's Fit Girl Magic. And every week I give you a, a challenge. You know, we talk about different things in that Facebook group. Have a workout buddy, you know, um, or accountability buddy. You know, I have a good friend of mine that, you know, every Monday we text each other, like, what's the plan for this week? And then she texts me back and, you know, it can't be my, I can't have a cheerleader, right? It can't be like, oh, you missed it, girl. That's okay. Woo, woo, woo. No, I need someone to be like, oh, you said you were going to work out three times this week and you only got in one. What the hell? What's going on? Like, I need someone to be like, what's going on? Right. I need someone who's like, you, you know, this was your plan. What happened? And it's like, if I say, oh, you know what? I got sick this week and I, you know, and this truly happened to me a, a couple months ago, I would, I, 
got sick and I was coughing so much, I just did not think anyone should be subjected to my coughing. Or, you know, I was like, I it was just too disruptive for a workout. And so I didn't work out. And so that is is an, is an excuse. It was like, eh, girl, I just didn't feel like getting out of bed. You know, so think to yourself, what do you need to be accountable? Another one of my clients, um, she wanted to start to work out in the morning. And so and she would always like, you know, snooze her alarm, skip her alarm, and then she would be pissed at herself. So then, excuse me, I have no idea why I'm yawning so much. So then she um, used to, she you know, took how much it costs to go to the gym. And then she divided it by the, the number of months. So say, uh, just for math, <laughs> say there it was $100, it was at the gym membership and there were 10 days in the month just for math. <laughs> and she would have to give away um, $10. Like she would have to leave $10 on the street. And, and that's what she did. So anytime she, you know, slept, through, you know, snoozed her, snoozed through her alarm and she couldn't go to the gym, she would, you know, take $10 and randomly leave it around town. So it's like, you know, decide yourself, like, you know, what is, are you someone who needs like punitive, punitive things to make you change? Or are you someone who is, you know, more about like celebrating like, okay, after I get 10 workouts under my belt, I'm going to get a massage or, you know, after uh, 10 workouts under my belt, I'm going to, you know, spring for like the full service mani-pedi, right? So it's like thinking about what, what is going to be that like that thing that's going to make you keep on track, right? And then not in like a a, a, a bad not in a bad way. And finally, I want to add in gratitude, right? And so I for a long time I was like, this is hooey. But gratitude, it impacts your mindset. It's so easy for us to think about all the negative crap in our life. Versus even if it's one thing, like one thing that you are happy about, right? And I'm going to add like a second layer here, like one thing you're happy about and why, right? So I remember when I first started doing the whole gratitude thing, I was just like, whatever. Um, And then I used to think it would be like this had to be this I saved a kitten from a tree today. It, the tree was on fire, right? That's what I thought it had to be. But it could be something that literally like just like brought you joy that day. And so for me, um, I used to uh, teach a lot around the city of Boston and for finding a parking spot, right? So that I didn't have to walk like miles, you know, miles away, you know, in the pouring rain, you know, kind of like sound like a parent. I walked two, two miles a day uphill both ways. Um, you know, I used to, uh, I used to teach at this place and literally like sometimes I would have to walk like a, like a quarter mile um, from where parking was. And it just was a pain in the rope shaker. Anyway. So whenever I got like a good parking spot, I would be like, awesome. Good parking spot. Uh, you know, I'm grateful, for, you know, I'm grateful for fine. The, the parking was easy because it meant that I didn't have to sprint to class and I would get to class and I would be more like mentally focused on the class versus like, you know, scattered because I was thought I was going to be late or, you know, I parked at a meter and there was still, there was still money on it or the, 
it was broken, right? So I'm like, didn't have to pay the meter. So it's like, come up with the little things in your life. You know, maybe you you're, have a kid that doesn't sleep through the night. Um, I'm so grateful that little nugget slept through the night. So I finally know what it feels like to be able to get eight hours of sleep, right? So it's just, we start to think about those things as we, you know, as you go, th- as you go through this. But let me just recap um, before I sign off. Like, what are the things that like are going to help you just to, the eight ways are just going to help you stay on track. And it's knowing your goals, right? Just ha- sit down and say, this, these are my goals. Create a deadline. Know your why. Uh, become more self, uh, self-aware. Keep a, a gratitude journal. Be more accountable to yourself. Creating solid habits. Creating those what-if scenarios. And adjusting the plan if needed. You know, I hope that these strategies help you to resist and stay focused on your weight loss goals, your weight loss goals. And remember, be kind to yourself, right? You know, patience and grace go so, so far, ladies, so, so far. And, you know, I want to, I would love that if anyone is, has any further questions about this or wants me to go deeper into it, do me a favor, raise your hand. I am always open to, you know, helping you guys out. That's my 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 goal that's my love of life so ladies enjoy the rest of your day and i will talk with you next week thank you for listening to the fit girl magic podcast if you've made it this far yay i'm thinking you enjoyed the show let's continue the conversation on instagram you can find me at kim jefferson coach In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much.